2: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options,
3: and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com
2: slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way
4: tire buying should be. Let's go places.
1: I the
5: future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
6: You heard it. I'm RJ. Live, coast to coast. 200. 200. Radio stations across this great country. 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas every weekday. Action-packed Wednesday for you. We've got the full roundtable here in Vegas. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Steve Fezzik, reeling, reeling from his take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And lo and behold, Fez, our bet, and we'll be talking about it, not looking so good for you right now. Not looking so good. Sports bettors listen for the money Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. And let's get to it. One game last night, and it was a shocker. It was one that if I were a big Milwaukee fan, maybe I'm questioning how good this team is. And I've heard it today. Various shows, including Colin, saying You know something? Maybe we got fooled a little bit. You know, Giannis has a cool nickname. He certainly has some, you know, poster-type plays. You might have a poster up in your wall as a kid. But if you just look at how good this team is, that big 18-point blowout has a lot of people questioning. So let's start with a broader question, Faz. You being a big Milwaukee fan... At least with your pocketbook, how much reevaluation does this one game cause you?
1: I downgraded Milwaukee. I have concerns the fact that let's face it, they're a three-point favorite. Milwaukee in yesterday's game. In yesterday's game, Milwaukee was coming off a loss.
6: So in theory, they're motivated
1: and it's been a roll they've been great and they were 22 and 1 straight up off a loss over the course of a season
6: which shows what uh, now they won a lot of games during the season but 22 and 1 is obviously extreme which shows for whatever reason psychologically motivationally having that one loss focuses the mind of the Milwaukee Bucks historically so what you're pretty much saying is this was a home run spot that if you say, well, are they motivated because of the last result? Yes, because throughout the season they've done a great job off of losses. Also in playoffs, teams team to zig and zag. We talk about it. You do good one day, well one game, next game not so well. So sometimes a team will lose a game. A lot of things are against them that isn't obvious, and we'll shrug. We'll say, "Yeah, it'd be nice if they had won, but it's kind of expected that they lost. The fact that this is the opposite. The Milwaukee had the benefit of all the things we just discussed. And oh, by the way, the Vegas betting market, the Vegas betting market accounted for that. Why? Because the line changed, and let's say it quickly, the line in game three, which was Milwaukee at Toronto. Was what?
1: Milwaukee was the underdog, plus two and a half.
6: All right, so Milwaukee was a two and a half point underdog. Toronto favored. Next game, same venue,
1: same teams. This is the game yesterday. Milwaukee was? Milwaukee was a three point favorite. A five and a half point adjustment, RJ. So the
6: market said these situational factors aren't little tiny things. These aren't things that... Talk radio guys that know a little bit about Vegas talk about, so they have something to talk about. We're talking one, two, three, four, five point adjustment. And still, with all of those advantages, Milwaukee not only loses, they get crushed.
1: Loses every quarter.
6: All right. Now, when you say you downgrade them, the way Vegas guys talk, Vegas guys talk about, oh, a half a point, a point, blah, blah, blah. For us, it makes sense. And sometimes we do do that. But let's try to avoid that. Use words. Talk to the average sports fan. Because quite frankly, straight out of Vegas, the studies show about half of our listeners don't even bet on sports. They just want to know more than their buddies. And Vegas is a great way to do that, to be a knowledgeable sports fan. So let's talk to them how much did you downgrade
1: them? Downgraded Milwaukee by a point. All right, dude. That's a huge downgrade. Isn't it funny, Brad? I say Yeah,
7: but let me p- don't l- talk about a l- half. L- point l- or me, point. Let me
6: preface this in saying, you know, we sometimes say a point or a half a point. Let's not do that here. And then I explain it for about 30 seconds. And then it's fuzzy. It goes, uh,
1: you know, a point. I had Milwaukee <laughs> roughly equivalent to Golden State two very comparable teams, and now I have Golden State being the significantly better team.
6: One point better. Yes. <laughs> Brad, why don't we do this? Faz Listen, in a weird way, the things that make him funny when he doesn't mean to be funny is the same kind of things that make him one of a kind when it comes to analysis. So we'll give him a pass. Let's talk to a guy that not only knows the numbers, but your graduate or your uh, college degree was in what? Broadcast journalism. Okay. And a lot of English there. So yeah. you're you're in a position where you can articulate things. How much would you say you downgraded? Don't say a point. Milwaukee.
7: Not, not that much. My one concern, though, is revolving around Milwaukee's star player, Giannis. He's coming off. Giannis is coming off a game where he played a playoff career high, 45 minutes, and yet he had his worst performance of the playoff season 12 points last night another subpar game for Giannis we've seen this in the in the past RJ you know Michael Jordan had those struggles against the Pistons until he finally broke through what is yeah has Giannis had to break through so far there hasn't been a lot of he's had to overcome so far and now we're seeing a young player who many consider to be top five in the NBA starting to maybe hit a little bit of a wall RJ
6: yeah and what Brad well hold on I agree with everything you said till that last word. A wall was in he's physically tired?
7: No, no, not physically tired. Maybe that would, a
6: wall, usually you hit the wall, means you're tired, right? You're right. And we use that language a lot, freshmen hitting the wall. So maybe we could actually turn the cube one way and say he's hitting the ceiling, meaning where as he's advancing up through the various playoff rounds, maybe he's at a round now, that it's going to take a while for him to bust through. Now, maybe that a while is next year or the year after. It It could be not this year. Or maybe that a while is, hey, he's going to have his bad games, but they still might win this series. Because let's be candid. Toronto, as the lesser conference championship team, where do they rank if we went back and again we haven't done a year by year analysis but if we went back 20 or let's say the modern era 10 years let's keep cuz basketball really has changed a lot is if we go back 10 years all right so there's going to be 20 lesser conference participants in the conference finals meaning there's two a year right so there's going to be uh two in the East, two in the West, that's four, times 10 years means there's going to be 40 participants that played in the conference finals in the last decade. We agree with that, Fez? Yes. One of them's going to be the superior team. One's going to be the inferior team. Now, I think we all agree in Milwaukee's superior, and we'll talk about some numbers to back that up. With Milwaukee being superior and Toronto being inferior, my sense is this Toronto team would be in the bottom half of those 20 inferior conference finalists in that there was a lot of really – like Houston last year played Golden State. Golden State won, but Houston was a heck of a team, right? We've seen – now some Boston was a heck of a team last year, right? Like right now, I would have Toronto valued below last year's Boston team.
1: Mm, I'm going to disagree. Toronto, I would have had – I have them much higher than where Boston was last year. Wow.
6: No, Kyrie. But, but, but again, you've been having – well, obviously Kyrie was a problem. I mean, it's it's so funny with you guys. Colin does this too. It's like you play some weird 1985 fantasy sport game where you roll dice and Kyrie gets like a 9 out of 10, but Tatum gets a 7 so if Kyrie's playing, you win on more dice rolls. What the hell is that? This is about team. Do you, well, let me ask you this. The, 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 the Boston team that just got eliminated, how do you
1: rank them compared to the last year's Boston team? I had Boston better this year than last year. So doesn't that tell you how ass nine your ratings are? Yeah, the ratings were wrong, and let's face so, it. So, so, but somehow you're still holding on to well, them. Philly was a prohibitive favorite last year against Boston. Not just and, a and it was favorite. wrong.
6: The, the thing, this is what I don't understand about you. I really don't. And guys, this is so important to remember: if you believe the marketplace is perfect, that if Vegas said this, it must be true. If that's what you believe, then you are insane to bet. Because betting, you're betting against perfection. And oh, by the way, say playing tennis against the wall, you're never going to win. You can make the best (laughs) shots possible. The market isn't perfect, Steve. You've got a mansion and a yacht that proves that right you've made how much you've made well you've made multiple millions of dollars betting sports yes how in the how Is the market perfect?
1: The market's not perfect.
6: But, so my question is, the way that you're going to explain how somehow Boston was inferior last year was because the market had Philadelphia favored over them?
1: Well, the market had Boston undervalued. Boston was better than we expected. They were wrong. They were wrong. But now you're referencing the market as somehow the arbiter of truth. Well, but because the market had Boston so low last year. And they were just
6: so wrong. They were wrong. Completely wrong. I mean, how many? if they would have played that series, Boston and Philly, last year 100 times, How many times does Philly win? Wow, Boston won 4-1. Philly, uh, Boston
1: wins 80% or more. I wouldn't go that high.
6: Really? Yeah. Just some magic way they were going to win. I mean, there was nothing lucky about that series. They got dominated. They did. So what would have changed? And that's the thing about a seven-game series in the NBA. There's not a lot of luck. When the Giants beat... New England, the undefeated season, there was a lot of luck. One game It was game only. one game. Yeah. It was seven, but actually it wasn't seven. It was five because they didn't need seven. <laughs> it could have been six to one. So it's so weird that Steve will decide to use the market when it's to his advantage. But the very premise of his freaking life
1: is the market isn't right a lot of the time. Well, just the series before, it was a seven-game series, Milwaukee against Boston, and Boston almost lost that series. Went seven games. Milwaukee versus Bonds. Round one last year. Boston won game seven at home, and they won the series. Yeah. So now
6: we're gonna start. We're gonna start parsing out that. Oh, they won the series. They were favored because it was close. It was a sign of what the Boston was well, no Milwaukee good. It
1: wasn't very good last year.
6: I mean, how many, we saw the Bulls go seven games with Michael a time. That's a good point, right? And yeah. we've and, and we've we've seen. I remember the years of the Spurs, either the year they beat Miami or the year before they beat Miami, and they should have. They went seven games against. I think it was Dallas in round one. Do you remember that? I do not. Okay. Brad, do you remember yep, that? You're right. All right. So literally, and do you remember if it was the year they won it or the next year?
7: I think it was the next year.
6: Okay. Well, that year, though, that San Antonio went seven in the first round against the Dallas Mavericks. If it was the year they won it, they dominated LeBron James in the big three. If it was the year before, they were up in game six with a 95% chance to win with Kawhi's shooting. So this idea that any team going... So, so so the Warriors went six against the Clippers, right? <laughs> they did. So amazingly. is this a sign? Oh, you know, Clippers were right there with them. No. So let's just put a bow on all this, because you get into trouble when you won't just admit a point, and then you keep grasping the straws, and these straws are like iron bars that are making you sink deeper into the water. Okay. Let's agree with the following. This Toronto team, the idea that they're uh, somehow a really good team, they might make the finals, but this isn't a particularly good team relative to the Final Four every year. They're a slightly below average Final Four team. Agreed. Thus, what Brad said, and I think it's one – I think it's a great point, and, and I'm just slowing down to make sure we get it. Historically, it's been get into the playoffs. Next year, win a or maybe two. The next year, get to the conference finals and learn what it's like to be under those bright lights, and then maybe the next year you win it. Golden State, year one of this dynasty, was an exception to that. They were an exception. All right. But mostly we've seen that historically in the NBA. What I would say is Milwaukee has to feel some of those growing pains. But because Toronto is a below average Final Four team, it's possible Milwaukee feels those growing pains and still wins the series. And the way that we see those growing pains is going to be losing some games like this Mm -hmm. game. When we come back, we're actually going to discuss just how good is Golden State? Fezzik had one opinion a couple days ago, and now he has a very different opinion. We'll see which one you agree with.
4: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of-
5: be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
7: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
2: Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home, and you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just
3: $199. Go to TrustAndWill.com for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust & Will, and again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting TrustAndWill.com slash CR Show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com
4: slash CR Show. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have a major disagreement between two members of the Fox Sports radio lineup.
6: Yes, and it actually is with the nemesis of Jonas, Colin Cowherd, (laughs) and me disagree on this one. Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Right now on the strip, 62 degrees. Fezzik, you've got long sleeves, Actually, before the show, you had those gloves, like weightlifting gloves where the fingers, <laughs> me- you could be on your phone. <laughs> now, you took them off when the camera started rolling, right? Right. I mean, you're sensitive to the cold. I got out of Ohio,
1: out of Illinois.
6: You know, my grandfather would have, you know, Italian, would have called you delegate is uh, very delicate. And, oh, by the way, the neon is
4: pumping. So Fez was more like Jonathan Bender off the Breakfast Club look of okay, what would that look then?
6: You know something? Yeah. No. Because imagine Fezzik smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he'd be caught. Like, at first, he'd be puffing so... Sm- lightly that it would be like Ooh. and then he would someone would say inhale that thing and he would and he'd hack in the corner of for course. like three minutes
4: I got you uh, guys so we've been we've been talking a lot about the Raptors beating the Bucks. Uh, 120-102 last night that series is all tied up at two games apiece a pivotal game five coming up in the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow but RJ you have a major disagreement with Fox Sports Radio's own Colin Coward. I do, but, you know, my
6: mind's just drifted to, to fuzzic and smoke. And have you ever smoked a cigarette? I have. What was the first time you ever smoked a cigarette?
1: I was 22.
6: <laughs> and <laughs> So a year before you lost your virginity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that didn't come wow. for like another five more years. Uh,
6: no, but when you did, what was the circumstance? Were you alone, sad, thinking maybe this will be an escape, or was it you were somehow peer pressured into it? Peer pressure in Vegas at a blackjack table. I had a cigar. So you did. I'm not. You don't inhale a cigar, right? You know that. I did not know that. So you were <laughs> inhaling a cigar
1: before, I was. You, before you ever had a cigarette, having brandy. At the Rio. How'd that go down? It tasted good.
6: It worked well. I mean, he's freaking insane. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to this. So, yes, (laughs) I disagree with Colin Jonas on something. And what he said was, and we're going to kind of get to this, but let's lay out what he said, and then we'll kind of have some information that backs it up, is he said, listen, Toronto, Milwaukee, same difference. Meaning, if Giannis plays well, Milwaukee's probably going to win. If Giannis doesn't, they're going to lose. And with Toronto, Kawhi plays well, they're going to win. If he doesn't, they're going to lose. Well, the betting markets tell us these aren't the same teams. Milwaukee is clearly better. So let's talk about series price. Now, we can build in a little bit of that, that with three games left, two in Milwaukee— they should be favored. Typically, the series price would be minus 150 or so. Now, because on one hand, you could say, well, two out of three home games is better than four out of seven. Maybe it should go up. But then you could say Toronto's probably overperformed a little bit by getting here, meaning 2 2, it evens out minus 150. So if Vegas believed Milwaukee was equal to Toronto, like Colin does, the line would be, for this series, 150 wins you 100.
1: Steve Fazek, what is the odds? Minus 275. Got to risk $275 just to make 100 on Toronto to win the series. Take back. I'm sorry, on Milwaukee. Take back on Toronto plus 235.
6: Okay. I'll ask you to take back when I want it. I wanted to know who the favorite was. But let's take a minute and explain that. Because a lot of people can understand the idea, I'm going to bet a certain amount more on the favorite to win less. But then if you bet the underdog, you bet less to win more because it's unlikely to happen. But the numbers aren't the same. You might think, oh, minus 400, 400 wins you one. Or, and you think, well, yeah, if I like the dog, it's 100 wins you 400. Well, no, because the those cockroach bookies want their cut. So in this case, Fez, let's go through it uh, Enunciated clearly but quickly. M- Let's again go with the favorite. If favorite you want-
1: Milwaukee minus 275. Risk $275 to win 100. All
6: right. And if you do, though, so 275, you're risking. If you like the
1: dog Toronto, Toronto plus 235. All right. Risk 100 to win 235.
6: He sounds like a computer now. <laughs>
1: Would you like to play a game?
6: Okay. <laughs> so we got that the betting market believes that Toronto's batter. Colin disagrees, all right? I asked you, Fez, make a power rating, meaning how good is this team, and let's assume Milwaukee loses Giannis, and let's assume Toronto loses Kawhi. So really, effectively, we're saying let's remove the factor that Colin believes is the most important, how the very best player plays, and what's left. So simply, how much better points-wise would Toronto be, or check that, would Milwaukee be over Toronto? Two and a half points. All right, so the numbers from Vegas tell us one of the best sports bettors in the world, Fezzik, tells us this isn't an even series, even if you get past home, field at home court advantage. And it's also something where... I believe Milwaukee's trending differently than Toronto. I, not that Toronto's non qui players don't sometimes have a decent game, but it feels like this Milwaukee team has a supporting cast that's never really proven to be a failure. Meaning the thing you got to understand about Toronto is that every game they played last year in the playoffs – year before in the playoffs, and when I say every game, I mean almost all disappointing games, many of the same players are there. It's DeRozan swapped for Kawhi, and Kawhi is a great player. Not good, he's great. He also has a history of winning at the highest level. So if Kawhi's playing his best game, he can carry them. But if Kawhi isn't, What's left? Some teams that have a long history of underperforming in the playoffs. Now, why is that important? Number one, it proves the fact that the sample size we do have, the examples we do have, they don't do well in the playoffs. Now, you could make the case that the supporting cats didn't have enough games to show their truth. Or maybe you could make the case somehow they evolved, but the data we have says Toronto supporting cast does not play well in the playoffs. That's one negative. I think there's another negative, which is it's in their heads. Once they feel like they're failures, and let's be honest, in the playoffs, and they spend the whole offseason hearing that in the paper, at a certain point you start believing it. Lowry Van Vliet. Yes, yes. Though, let's give Van Vliet his due. Finally! In fact, we'll save that for after the news. Let's finish this one point. We'll have the news, and we'll have a chance to talk to Fez about his, (laughs)
5: let's
6: just say, capricious love. His love that comes and it goes. (laughs) So, quickly then, I see all those negatives for Toronto. The mindset, the self-fulfilling prophecy part, and the reality of what we've seen so far from them. Underperformance in the playoffs other than quiet. With Milwaukee, we have a team that most of the players don't have a history of failure in the playoffs because it's a clean slate in a way. In fact, the only history they have is up to this point, which Net has been this season very successful. So we haven't seen them proven to be chokers or shrieking violets in the playoffs. And they're young and inexperienced, Not every player is young, but they're inexperienced for sure. And now the better they do, the more confidence they get. So it kind of feels like there's an opposite here. Two great players, one on each team, but a young team without the scars of the past failures and then a team with those scars and with many, many playoff games to prove this isn't the time of year they excel. Would you generally agree with me, Fez, that that is why you believe in the Vegas market believes that Milwaukee, beyond the superstars, is the better team?
1: I do. And Milwaukee's bench has been playing way, way better than Toronto's bench, which is for the most part, other than the last night. But the bench is part of the non, non-superstar. non Exactly. So Milwaukee, third highest scoring bench in the playoffs. Toronto, 15 of the 16 playoff teams. Their bench, other than last night, has disappeared.
6: And, again, it makes sense because it's very much the same bench, Van Vliet included, that underperformed last year and the year before. And sometimes you hear this in sports. This team's too young to know they should be nervous. In a way, Milwaukee's on this magic carpet ride, and it feels like they're going with it, right? So, to me, all of that points to Milwaukee. The betting market points to Milwaukee. It's kind of hard to argue. doesn't mean they're going to win the series, It means if anyone, Colin Cowherd texts me, is if anyone wants to bet this series at even money, I'm not soliciting, (laughs) but I'd be open to it. All right. In just one minute, we've got a couple more key facts on Milwaukee, Toronto. I mean, some numbers that matter, but also physics. We're going to find out physics love Meter with Van Vliet where it stands.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on FSR. We'll continue to take a further look at the NBA playoffs. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
6: Listen, we can't make the audience wait any longer, Fez. So let's talk about the love affair. Van Vliet, who He's he's on the bench, right?
1: Yeah. Was that the case way back when? Yeah, all during the regular season. No, no, point- I'm
6: saying three years ago. Yeah, he's always been the bench. And for some reason, you were watching the games, and, and we should say this just, just as a factual thing, Fezzik is married, Fezzik has a child. Okay, so you're watching, and there's something about Van Vliet. Was it his hair was it his, the way he had his – what made you drawn to him to start with?
1: The analytics darlings talked about how he was the under-the-radar bench guy that was never valued properly in terms of how important he was to the team. But I'm confused.
6: If it was the analytics darlings, somehow you're saying someone else made you love him. I follow pretty much the analytics darlings on Twitter. I might agree or disagree. It seems like Van Vliet is discussed by you mm, ten times as much <laughs> as anyone else.
1: Maybe I just like the way that rolls off the tongue, Fred
6: Van Vliet. So that there's something tongue-related. Okay, I'm following so far. Now oh, man. is <laughs> – I mean, I'm just trying to get to the <laughs> facts, Daryl. Come on, fist. I'm just trying to get to the facts. All right. So literally there's a running jo- – now listen – We're on 200 radio stations right here. We've got hundreds of thousands of listeners. Our podcast, and by the way, you can get this podcast or the weekly that we do, the Dream Preview, which is a deep, deep dive, two hours plus every week. All you got to search for is R.J. Bell. You'll see both of them free. I mean, you you will spend 10 minutes sometimes talking about Van Vliet. To the point that I swear to God, now I have almost 200,000 followers on Twitter. I swear to God, I had more comments about Fezzik's gonna love Van Vliet again after last night's game, literally, than any other comment. It's like everyone wants to know. So for years and years, I think you would say after Jimmy G, which, I mean, his, you know, again, we could say, oh, I don't really like Jimmy G. Well, listen, we've got the tape. This is your feelings about Jimmy G. I love Jimmy G. I mean, that throaty voice. It's like, have you ever heard, <laughs> like, say say something, just say, um, my name is Steve Fezzik. Right? Hi, my name's Steve Fezzik. Now think about that and think about this.
1: I love Jimmy G.
6: Ooh. Does that even sound like, it sounds like it's 4 a.m., and 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 he's uh, he's got someone on a run for the next 12-pack. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's oh, just... Wow. Yeah, it's... Cr- <laughs> that, that,
1: listen. I love Jimmy G. All
6: right, so Jimmy G's won. Clearly. Van Vliet was probably second.
1: Until the, this playoff and last playoffs. And that's year's what I'm saying. Playoffs.
6: For years and years and years, he was. Now, you could say you were disappointed in last year's playoffs. We could say there was a, you know, a... Uh, you know, mutual uncoupling for a few weeks, but ultimately you were back together entering this season. Fair enough, yes.
1: Uh, But then, (laughs) then something happened you just weren't okay with. Not at all. His performance in these playoffs has been ungodly bad. He can't make a shot. He was shooting like 15% throughout the entire playoffs, but last night, RJ, right when I'd given up on Freddie, five for six from the field. (laughs) Just, just, Just to be clear, though, so after all those years of love,
6: Steve Fezzik, Van Vliet, he had a couple bad weeks, and you kicked him to the curb. I did. All right. Now, as it often happens, and Brad, I'm sure you've had this experience. Oh, yeah. Right? You're out. You hate her. You're home hating her. You see her at the bar. Mm-hmm. Things change for yeah, a while, right? I do, yep.
1: All right. So what happened? What happened is Freddie became a daddy on Monday, had his child born, was there in Illinois for the birth Flew back for the game. No, you weren't there? I was not there. I was not invited. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And then he had his game of the playoffs last night.
6: So what you're thinking is there was a reason he mistreated you or underperformed, meaning that because he was distracted, yep. because and now you can explain away the pain and you can be back in his arms.
1: Uh, uh,
6: metaphorically. We'll see. So, oh, so what you're saying is you're open to it, but you're not committing to it. Correct. I got to tell you this guy. I mean, you would think love conquers all,
5: but with Fezzik. No sex, no booze, no drugs. Our little roller is a purist. He's a thoroughbred. All he cares about is the next hand.
6: I mean, listen, you should know this, Jonas. Uh, Doesn't matter what you do outside of money. If you lose Fez money, love is gone. And
4: he's calling him Freddie. I mean, he's already there. He's already pot committed. He's Freddie all the way. I was <laughs> I was
6: shocked that he wasn't at the burp.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when we come back.
6: We'll probably bust on Fez a few more minutes. And we do have, we didn't even get to it. We have some shocking and important numbers, Milwaukee Toronto
4: series. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time next year on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
2: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check Check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com.
3: And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
4: RJ Bell, we're straight out of Vegas, and I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We've been breaking down the Raptors' victory over the Bucks last night in Toronto. That series is st- tied up at two games apiece. A pivotal Game Five coming up tomorrow night from Milwaukee, where the Bucks are a seven-point favorite currently on Pregame.com.
6: Yeah, so let's think about that for a second. Is seven points typically home courts four? Yep. So it's saying three points batter, Milwaukee. And if we think about the line yesterday, it was saying Milwaukee was six, six and a half points better. Seven. three
7: yeah. point, They were a three-point favorite on the road.
6: Yeah. So the only thing that's a little confusing is when you go through them, I mean, it isn't quite the same. But you're right. Almost yeah. seven might be the best yeah. way to say it. And now they're only two points better? Doesn't make sense, does it? Big and time it, adjustment. And it goes to show you that... Yes, some of it has to do, but actually, if you think about it with the zigzag, it would be advantage Milwaukee. If anyone's got a must win, I mean, imagine if Milwaukee loses this game. Yeah. They're in trouble. <laughs> Big time. So you would think the zigzag would say even more. So it just goes to show you, even though Toronto has won uh, or played and won a lot of games, or played, you know, 90 plus games this year. People tend to overreact to just one game. Now, some of the doubters out there, and let's be honest, straight out of Ace, the audience is growing, grow, like doubling type stuff from months ago. And we'll actually give when we got some, we don't wanna waste time reading our ratings. Let's just say, mighty good, mighty good. Thank you, thank you. And the way to help them grow, tell your buddies, it's word of mouth, because let's be honest. If you like this show, why wouldn't your buddies if they're sports fans? Now, let's also be honest. Betters tend to be selfish. So you might think, wait a minute, I sometimes bet with Johnny. If I tell him about straight out of Vegas, he's gonna become a better better. Well, maybe, but here's what I know blackjack counting. You would think, oh, the casinos don't want anyone to know about blackjack counting. But what ends up happening is blackjack counting tends to help most blackjack bettors, but not enough to win. So in the long run, they get more engaged. They bet more. Maybe each bet their expectation loss is less, but you add it up. They bet triple as much. If they only lose half as much per hand, they lose more. Yep. So you might, if you're extra selfish out there, if you're one of those dirtiest players in the game, you might think to yourself, hey, let's not tell my buddy, but it will just make them more calm. If you're truly better than them, it will help you. Spread the word. All right. So what we know is from some of the doubters, they might say, yeah, RJ, it's one thing to lose a game. Milwaukee got crushed. They got dominated. Check this out. We go back to 2002. The Spurs won the title. You take every champion in the NBA up to last year's uh, Golden State Warriors. During that time, there was only three teams that didn't lose at least one game by 15 points or more during the playoffs. So literally, and that was, by the way, the 2014 Warriors, the two thousand and ten Mavericks. Actually, that's it. There's only two of them. So from two thousand two onward, only two times. Wow, has the champion not been blown out once? So if somehow, some way, oh, we're gonna overreact to the fact Milwaukee lost. History tells big lost big. History tells you champions lose big at least once almost every year. All right, Brad, you've also got some numbers with Milwaukee, specifically how through a seven game series, one of the keys is how do the coaches adjust? Toronto made an interesting adjustment.
7: Yeah, and it looks like they have the adjustment that Toronto has made is to put Kawhi on Giannis. In games one and two, Kawhi only guarded Giannis, R.J., 19 times combined in those two games. In games three and four, remember, I let off the, the show in the A segment saying, hey, Giannis looks like he's been struggling the last couple games. Well, it's probably because Kawhi's been on him last two games. Kawhi has guarded Giannis 75 times combined, about five times more than he was guarding him in games one and two.
6: So 19 times the first two games, 75 the next two, and lo and behold, Giannis is playing significantly worse.
7: Yep. Game three, Giannis had his worst shooting percentage of any game in the playoffs the last three years.
6: Hmm. Now here's the question. The beauty of seven-game series, and a lot of people lament how long the playoffs go, But if you're a purist, you should love it. If you love basketball, because here's why. Game starts out, someone wins. Game one. Now, the coach that loses, this is back to the zigzag, the coach that loses says, hey, we got to make a change. So they make a change. Now, maybe they win, maybe they don't. But let's say they don't. They make another change. Finally, they win. Now, the other coach has to say, like in chess, How do I react to that? And it goes back and forth and back. And then finally, two things happen. One, the coach is better and there's no other move to make. You you make that fifth move. Or... You have a Michael Jordan or a Tim Duncan, which no matter what happens, or Shaq, you can't stop him because he's Superman. I don't know if we have any Superman here in the East. We'll see.
4: The Odd Couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
5: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to the assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this
1: is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today, a lot of controversy.